Hi, my name is Rick Lobb. I am the broker of record for Royal LePage Heartland Realty and uh, a realtor in this area for 23 years. And uh, a few months back, we had done uh, the, a few episodes of what we were going to call Real Talk, which was going to be a real estate related episodic show. And we thought that uh, that format could evolve into maybe a free form conversation about real estate in this area, and we'll call it real talk for the continuity of it all, but um, uh, have a more casual conversation with my partners, Jeff Bauer and Kathy Dawson, who are my partners in our team called the Homefield Group. And uh, we can bring you information about real estate in the Huron County and, and specific for us, the Goddard area. And then maybe uh, in future episodes, bring in other realtors from our company uh, that deal in the other areas in Huron County and talk about what's going on in those areas. So uh, today, as sort of an introduction to both Jeff and Kathy, I thought that we would uh, uh, start to have a conversation about the Goddard market and what it's done over the last few years. And hopefully you find it informative. And uh, if you have questions, uh, we, we would like you to get in touch with us and, and uh, ask those questions so that it gives us fodder for future conversations. But to start, uh, I guess, Jeff, when, we, uh, when we're talking about the Goddard market and what it's done over the last few years, why don't you sort of bring everybody up to speed with, uh, with what you've seen? Yeah, so right now we are at an all-time low, I think, with how much uh, inventory we have. In, in Goddard specifically, there's a handful of listings and that's, that's been a product of, uh, of time since 2017. Uh, we've had people moving in from the city that are buying up all the property and there's nowhere for people that currently live in Goddard to, to move around like they used to in the before time. Uh, so previous to 2017, people would move around. They would, they would move from a bigger house to a smaller house, but now that all the houses are selling so quickly, people are kind of staying put. Yeah, so with that in mind, you, you mentioned uh, 2017 was sort of like the, the year that everything changed. And when we look back on, on that particular year in all of Huron County, I guess you guys would both agree that there was like this crazy sales spike for listings selling in Huron County. And, uh, and I remember at the time, you know, in 2016, as late as fall of 2016, feeling like this area was completely insulated from the effects of the Toronto real estate market and the greater provincial economy. And then all of a sudden, in a matter of like the first few months of 2017, everything sort of changed in this area. Well, Toronto market started, like went crazy. Yeah. And then that Toronto market started pushing out into Kitchener-Waterloo region. And th so those people in Kitchener-Waterloo were starting to get more and more money and more equity out of their homes. And then those Kitchener-Waterloo people that were familiar with Godrich uh, because they had vacationed here, had cottages here, uh, had been here over the years to use the beach, started uh, deciding, okay, let's take that equity out of our houses. Let's move to Godrich and start our retirement. So those people have been able to come in with cash offers on properties over list price. So that's how we've seen the... Price the escalation, escalation of the prices. So yeah. it's, uh, it's been great for sellers. It's been a great healthy market for sellers. Uh, buyers have been having a bit harder time um, because they are in competition sometimes. Uh, competition, of course, meaning uh, more than one person offering on a house at the same time. For our, 
for our viewers. Uh, so when you're in competition for an offer, you have to try to make your offer as attractive as possible. So you're going in with a higher price, you're starting to remove conditions, and you're more accommodating to the seller's, uh, the seller's demands, I suppose. Right. Yeah. In, a, in addition to uh, people coming in from out of the area, we've also been seeing more youth being retained in the area as well. Uh, with the addition of Engage Godrich, I think that has, that has helped too. And youth are in there competing and trying to get into the market and we're seeing a lot of that as well. I guess on that note, you know, it's interesting because we always hear that it's retirees coming out of the city that are driving this market and that are that has really been the cause of the escalation in value but it's true there there is a, a buying population that is younger that is of the younger demographic that unfortunately are a lot of the times competing against uh, those well-funded retirees coming out of the city but but this area isn't all just about retirees it is it does have a, a, a population of um, youth young buyers that, so there, uh, the one thing it. that actually a, a younger buyer like a first-time buyer is going to have an advantage over a over somebody who's moving from the city is that they might not have a house that they have to sell right right mm -hmm. so if you are offering in competition and you're in a price range where people are going to be having a house typically that they're going to be selling in order to move there sometimes a first-time buyer is going to have the advantage there because they don't have to sell their house before they put an offer on something. So there is, there is a, sometimes an advantage. Often they don't have as deep a pockets, but. Yeah. Um, but they're very prepared and, and well educated on the market as well. Yeah, and you know, when you have, a, when you have somebody who's never been through the process before, it's good to, to be able to work with somebody who's never done it before because they take your advice when you give it to them. Yeah. They don't think they know mm -hmm. it all, right? So when you can sit down with a new buyer and say, okay, this is how we approach it, this is how we look at houses, this is how the process works, and you can guide them through the whole thing. It could be a huge advantage than somebody just popping around, looking at open house, going to a listing agent, calling this agent, because you have a, a succinct plan and strategy in place with your agent that you're able to, okay, this is the house we want, this is what we're gonna do, and you know exactly what's going on. So I've had the, the fortune of working with a number of first-time buyers, and when they, when they listen to you, it's crazy, they're often more successful. Right. It's uh, it's weird how that works. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost like you know what you're talking I about. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. And then as far as sellers, uh, the selling market is continuing to be strong, and some people wonder about waiting until spring, but um, we sort of recommend the sooner the better as the selling market continues. Well, that's the thing with this kind of a market when you have a supply deficiency like we have there's no real bad time to list a property. And yeah, right now around the Christmas season, it tends to get slower and that can actually be a beneficial time to list because your number of competing available houses yeah. out there is a lot lower too, so. Yeah. The market always used to be, spring was the busiest yeah. and then it would slow down through the summer yeah. a little bit and then it would peak up second highest uh, time in the fall and then taper down through the winter to the lowest season. So. Since 2017, it's been level across the board. Little dip, like you said, just at the Christmas area of time and then uh, back up to what's, and that's been for the last 
two, three years, right? Yeah, like I know. It's crazy. It, you know, having been, been in this market for 23 years. That's a long time. Yeah, and I, I started when I was very young. Yeah, you must have been. Very, very How old are you? Like, I thought you had to be at least 18. To I get know. Your license, I but. was, well, I, they got me in a little early. Mm. But um, the. It was in the family. Had, right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was grandfathered in. The, um, the first 20 years in this market was just this, I mean, we saw 20 years of balanced market. And then we had, we had rises and like ebbs and flows, yeah. I guess you would say. But man, in the last three, the market has just completely changed. It's so bizarre. Yeah. So I've, I've only got to see, you know, because I'm so much younger than you, I've only got <laughs> yeah. to see yeah. like the last seven mm-hmm. years of the market. But I, I've seen a huge difference from when I started to now. <laughs> like for instance, there was probably 60 listings in Godrich when I started, yeah. and today I think there's six. Yeah. So that's insane. Yeah, that's an is. insane difference. Um, let's talk about, okay, let's say somebody wants to list their house in the winter, but their house shows like garbage in the winter because it's covered in snow, it's all muddy. What can a seller do to make their house more attractive to a, a buyer in the winter? Yeah, well, first impressions are always the most important and walking right up to the front door. Is it nicely shoveled? Is it well looked after? Um, Sometimes people can't touch up if they needed to repaint the front door or paint around edges of the windows, Um, but putting out a nice planter or a nice fresh mat, uh, welcoming at the front door. And then in the house, if you've got some, if you really like color, um, some people don't, so you kind of want those neutral tones in the house. And then you want people to be able to picture themselves living there and picture their own furnishings in the house. So sometimes we need to uh, recommend somebody to come in and and help people sort through things, like um, especially in in estate sales when somebody's lived in the house a long time, right? Recently, Judy Lambers was in to to help um, one of our clients just to... um, Organize scale back and, yeah, all of the I- items in the house so yeah. that the rooms look larger. Yeah, which we'll probably get Judy in on a conversation in the future uh, to talk about what her business is, mm-hmm. which is uh, she's great, sort of super a, helpful. Organizing, yeah, organizing, decluttering, any state sales. Like, yeah. I should get yeah. her to come to my house. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of baby stuff in <laughs> my house that she could get. Well, rid hey, of. she yeah. might be able to help me with that. <laughs> we'll uh, get her in here and ask her. <laughs> you know what I like uh, when I'm showing a house in the winter time is when the heat's on. So oh, I went yeah. into Definitely. I went into a couple of houses that were vacant recently yeah, it's brutal. and it's freezing like there was four of us in the house and we were literally there was one rug and we were all standing on the rug so that we could talk yeah. about the house you because our feet were freezing on. cold. Yeah, 100%. And they even had a Nest thermostat there that they could have like they knew we were going to be there they could have programmed it from their phone I don't care where they were. Like they could have had it they could have yeah. had a toasty. And I mean nothing they could have had a toasty. Nothing uh, is less saleable than being in an uncomfortably cold space, like trying to or, sell that. Mm-hmm. I might argue the that. The buyer just wants stinky. to get out. Well, smell is the other one, yeah. Stinky, <laughs> stinky might be worse than cold, but that's a, that's yeah, a close one, too. That's right. So, yeah, that's don't have right. a stinky yeah. cold house. It's going to be hard double to sell. Whammy. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to sell stinky double cold whammy. house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then just the principal rooms of the house are the, the most important ones to have. Staged if, if people can when they So principal sell. rooms, you mean living room, kitchen, uh, dining room, kitchen, master, master bedroom. bedroom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. So if if somebody's going to sell a house in the winter, how long, like typical closing, people don't like moving in the winter right now, right? So if somebody were, if someone wanted to list their house now, they actually, you know, typical closing, what would you say? 60, 90 days, somewhere 60, 90. In there, yeah. Yeah, so a couple months. So even if you listed your house in the winter, you might not even, it might be, the snow might be gone. Yeah. Right, it'd be moving in the spring. But mm -hmm. it's, it's tough to, you know, when the snow is out there, you don't really, it's not that much fun to move. Well, yeah, and it's interesting because, you know, we've done deals where the people haven't, they buy a house that's blanketed under snow. They've never seen what the lawn looks like. Yeah. They've never seen what the roof looks like. Yeah because it's covered in snow and then when it's time to move in, you know, two months later or three months later, they this finally get- This house has a pool. Hey, great, yeah. <laughs> well, not that <laughs> extreme. <laughs> Might be a surprise what's in the garden. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting though, it, it's true, uh, you know, winter is a little bit of a uh, obstacle ridden time to, uh, to be looking at houses. But again, in this new market that we're in, it doesn't matter the season because mm -hmm. ultimately it's the supply or lack thereof that is driving and the amount of pent up demand that we have that is, is driving everything So let's forward. talk about that pent up demand a little bit. So uh, right now, we already said there's, there's so few houses for sale, but we know that looking to the future that there's going to be some developments around the Goddard and here on Countywide, there's things happening. Yeah. So we know that there's the big development on the south end of town. Uh, so that's uh, very south edge of Godrich. Yeah, the uh, fusion the, home the, and the other developer. The old yeah. farm. Yeah. Um, so that is, uh, that's being greenlit. The mayor said this morning that it should be in the next couple years. We'll see people. Or a year and a half. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's all speculation. You know, politicians. politicians. It's all speculation, <laughs> but but uh, you know what we hear is that it's a yeah. year and a half from now yeah. we should see some some, some development that's, yeah. that's actually happening. So that's going to change things. Yep. That will change the market a little bit. There's there's a lot of infill projects happening in Godrich as well as you if you drive around town. There's not as many double lots with a vacant lot sitting beside a house anymore. All of those, almost all of those, have been cut off and have a house put on them now. And any chunk of, of green space or brown space in town kind of has a, a target on it right yeah, now. Yeah, for sure. Be it from a developer, an individual home, or, or what have you. But once, once that development opens up on the south end of town, it's going to give people that want that type of house, a brand new house, no maintenance uh, type of living, it's gonna give people a healthy other option than what we have right now. So I, right now we're seeing a, a huge seller's market, and I think we're starting to see the pricing plateau. Yeah, I would agree. In the area, uh, it's it's seen a nice. In, I don't I don't foresee any sort of downturn, but I I think it is going to plateau, and the fact that those those houses are going to come available, I think that that's going to open it up, and the the market is going to balance. There's going to be more houses come for sale that are staying on the market for a little bit longer. People will have more variety and look at a number of different homes before they have to pull the trigger and do something right away. Yeah, and it'll be interesting because then when that development on the south side of town opens up, location will become a lot more, uh, well, location in Goddard already is, is a huge deal, but I think it'll become even more important because that uh, development to the south, the benefits will be, you know, obviously it's a lakeside development, 
and it'll all be new and super clean and crisp. It'll be a construction zone, I would imagine, for a few years, but, but um, there will be all new homes in there. But it's that much further away from the square, that much it's further drive, away from driving, the amenities. It's a driving suburb. Yeah, so, you know, how much impact is that going to have on the value of the yeah. stuff that's close to downtown? Yeah. So my, my house is close to downtown, and I know that I have a number of neighbors that would be in that phase of life where they would want to downsize, would want something newer without the maintenance, but right now there's just nothing for them, right? Yeah. So I would foresee right. once those new houses come available, a lot of those people who's, you know, they're retired, their kids have moved out, their family visits a couple times a year, they've got this, this big lot with this big old two-story red brick house, you know, people are going to want to move out of those but just as fast people are going to want to buy them mm -hmm. because right. the people will want to be close to the square and close to the close to the beach and be in that sort of walking you know but a lot of those a lot of these people that are in these houses don't don't get out and walk and do those things to the to the market and things like that anymore right it's yeah. not mm -hmm. it's not in their lifestyle anymore so yeah yeah um, the uh, the the other thing that I wanted to touch on as far as new developments that have been uh, have been happening. The one on Hamilton Street right across from our office. There's been, like Hamilton Street, uh, just off the square, has seen some stuff happening on it in the last few years. The first being that Red Door uh, family store yeah. coming down there and actually, you know, creating a destination for, uh, for people who are looking for retail. And... Um, and now to see that the uh, the building going up on Hamilton Street, which uh, I guess is the um, insurance West Wawanosh insurance West mutual insurance yeah office. and that's going to be how many square feet? Mm, is sure it four eight thousand square feet? Amount. Yeah. It's, anyways, it's going to be a, a big beautiful be office building. It'll probably be four thousand on the main floor. And 4, I think it was, I think it was eight thousand yeah. square feet yeah. in total, and. Uh, but and that that'll lot, change the look of Hamilton that Street. That lot has been sitting there empty for a very, very long time. Mm -hmm. And uh, when, you, when you would drive off the square down Hamilton Street, it was just kind of, you know, like yeah. it was, But, you know, now you're going to go down there, you're going to see this beautiful triangular building, and then you're going to see, like, brand new, and then you're going to see the, the Bradley Corner building. Yeah which is one of my favorite buildings in town yeah. uh, because it's just so cool architecturally. So you're going to see this 150-year-old building right and then across. you're going to see the brand new one. Yeah. It's, it's going to yeah. look really cool. Yeah, it's for sure. Nice. So, it, yeah, definitely things changing on Hamilton Street. The fence is up next door to our office. Yeah, and we don't know exactly what's happening yeah. there yet, but, uh, but, we don't have but there'll be spots. some... <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> true. <laughs> but there should be uh, whatever's coming there, obviously, will be a, a new and, and uh, cool-looking situation. And it's, it's got to be situation. merely speculating, but there's got to be some... <clears throat> There's got to be some residential in there. It's too yeah. big of an area for it not to be mm -hmm. a high number of residential units. Sure. How they're split up or how it's, uh, it's how they're lot. being occupied, who time will have to tell on that. But it'll be great for the downtown core. And you know, ideally, there would be options for people to get into an ownership type scenario, like at a at a lower price range. Like imagine if we had hundred and fifty thousand dollar condos. Oh, I'd be incredible. Like, where yeah. wouldn't that be amazing for a first-time buyer? Would change or a retiree and or change whoever, the right? demographic of our downtown. It if would. you could, 
if you could have that kind of attainable housing in the square vicinity like that. How much more viable is a, is a, is a pub? And That's how, right. How much more then viable you can, is something else up there? Where then you, know you can have these spin-off businesses that will be supported by those. Right there, yeah. right? like it's, yeah. Even still, mm-hmm. that, that insurance building, which will have, I think, over 100 employees. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's, that's going to bring 100 employees down to downtown. You know what? It will, it will cause a problem, though, is for the lineups at Kate's Cafe. That will be a serious <laughs> that problem. Be, that will be annoying. <laughs> that's right. Let's start calling them in our coffee order. Uh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah. And then we have the Comfort Inn is complete yeah, now, yeah. and then behind yeah. that, the affordable housing as well, which is highly needed in the area. Yeah. That building's going up as well. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's another big building. Yeah, have funny you, have you driven down Strang Court and looked at it? No. So Strang Court, cul-de-sac street, yep. they kind of extended the cul-de-sac and made it bigger, and then the, the apartments are at the end, and it's... You should drive down there because once you get back there, you see it. It's actually a very significant sized building from the highway. When you look through yeah. the Comfort Inn, Which you only see like it. a third of it. Oh, really? It's like it's big. Yeah, it's a big building. Wow. So lots happening. Yeah, there is. There mm-hmm. is. Yeah. Um, what else do we want to talk? about? I don't know. I think uh, I think that's probably, that's probably that feels fine. good. Feels good. Right. That's a good amount of time. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Nick. <laughs> Nick yeah. thinks so, Emma? <laughs> Emma says yeah. yes. Yeah. Emma's asleep. Yeah, yeah, that's right. She's asleep again. Well, hey, the, uh, I hope you enjoyed the, the episode, the, the, I guess the inaugural um, Real Talk video podcast episode uh, that will hopefully carry on into future episodes. If you're curious about any of the information that we talked about today, feel free to get a hold of us, and there will be links to get a hold of us where this video is posted. You can find us at uh, homefieldgroup.ca. You can find us at Royal LePage Heartland, or sorry, rlpheartland.ca, and uh, all our contact information is there. Uh, Thanks for watching, if you actually stuck around and watched the whole thing, and uh, hopefully we'll see you again.